Hello and welcome to Helvetic. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. It's actually just Joe and me, David, today, reminiscent of uh, Helvetic. Let's get started. So, what uh, what app is that you're recording with? Oh, uh, there's a Cubasis. Isn't that a Nintendo game for audio? Cubert, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cubert. That was a weird it's name. It's a for audio. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, do you want to get this potty started? Sure. That uh, sounds like something you would say to a toddler. Get this potty started. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be better than the last one. <laughs> the last one, it's like, ooh. So, Joe, uh, it's just the two of us this episode. I thought that this would be yep. a great time for us to do a Helvetic episode and do a classic design yep. topic. So, we're going to cover the Apple event. Yeah. True to sounds, Helvetic style. <laughs> we claim makes to be a, uh, a design podcast and then mostly just cover Apple stuff. Yeah. But isn't that... I? Like I said, a design podcast, yes. <laughs> this episode, we're going to talk about the Apple event that just happened, I guess, at the time this is released uh, about a week ago. Uh, yep. But we're not going to try to cover every individual thing. Uh, first, because there are other podcasts that are going to do that better and more thoroughly. Uh, our show is just too short to cover everything thoroughly. Uh, if you're interested in that, you might listen to uh, Accidental Tech Podcast or Upgrade. I listened to both of those this week, and they were pretty good. But I thought uh, I would just very briefly summarize, uh, literally in less than 12 words, what Apple Whoa. announced. They announced Apple News Plus. They announced an update to the Apple TV app. They announced Apple TV Plus. They announced Apple Arcade. And they announced Apple Card. It was less than 12, yes. 12 words until I put they announced in front of everything. But Yeah, I was going to say, you definitely yeah. exceeded the 12 words. It was still much briefer than most podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I think that's everything that they announced, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I guess my question for you, Joe, is, is there anything that you are excited about? Did, did anything pique your interest for now oh, man. or in the future? I'm so excited to get that Apple card. No, not really. Um, there, uh, it was pretty though. Yeah, it, it was really pretty. Yeah, it's a pretty card. Yeah, as as uh, as shackles go, that was a nice one. Um, <laughs> the uh, and I say this jesting. Yeah, you know, I I have credit cards and stuff. I just try to not carry a balance on them, and I hit and miss on that. Um, but. Uh, so I think just another service that wants to do the credit card thing is like, okay, yeah. I, I think the security features involved with it, the fact that it doesn't have a number on it, doesn't have your signature on it. Um, I think there's some really cool things in, in that, but it definitely, it also seems there, there's just been some stuff with just smartphones in general where you, I, 
I've had smartphones fail on me uh, of all stripes. And it feels like your whole digital world comes crashing down around you for a while. Mm. You know, I mean, I know with the iCloud, there's a lot of you know recovery options and things like that. But it's just you're you're so tied into particular platforms. And, and so, I don't know. I, I was a little underwhelmed by that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder, I mean, I know you can, uh, you can attach it to your other Apple devices, but I wonder how, how that would work if your phone died. Like, how would you pay for things? I guess you do have the card, but then you're not getting as much cash back. Anyway, the card is really boring. Amazon already has a card. Most uh, department stores have a card. The only really interesting thing there is that they make it easier to see where your money's going, which is, I mean, there are other services that do that, but this is built right in. So I guess that's nice. If I were if I were looking for a card, I'd consider it. But but did anything excite you, Joe? Like make the 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 hairs on the back of your nose stand up. Yeah, you know when they announced that Oprah, <laughs> the voice that we've needed, or I mean, we've just been needing like this has been this like I don't know a vacuum in our society. And so I'm pretty excited that Oprah's going to come back and fill oh, that vacuum. Um, I, was, I was on no, Twitter I, <laughs> and somebody was saying, is this going to be Barack Obama? No, it seems like it seems like too big of an intro for Barack Obama. <laughs> 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 and then it was just Oprah and they're like, oh, OK. Or, you know, or not. <laughs> and Tim Cook cried. He got excited. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he got really excited. It was, it, you know, the... It was an interesting thing because they talked about, uh, they obviously talked about what they were doing with the, I, I think their, their, their program, the fact that they're, say I don't have an Apple TV, um, so mm. I don't, it, them, some of the stuff that they announced there wasn't super compelling because I haven't really been using their service, but I like the idea of, you know, bringing all the services together under one. I thought there was a point there where they're like, see, and then if you want to watch this thing on HBO, you just click here, click, click boom you're done and now you're watching on hbo and it's like hey that just cost you a lot of money <laughs> does anyone anyone else want to mention that that just cost them a lot of money <laughs> no it was so easy <laughs> like uh anyway yeah um so th- that's uh i thought that the whole that whole presentation it you know they 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 were really like the stars just all looked kind of really awkward up on the stage. I think they were, you know, folks that were, you know, some interesting folks and people were excited, you know, Jennifer Aniston's coming back to a TV show and, um, uh, you know. Oh yeah. That thing with Steve Carell, I wanted it to be good, but I just cringed. It was super it cringy. And I love Steve Carell. And, uh, um, I mean, all three of those actors, I think are great, but, uh, uh, you know, as, you know, at their craft and, and all that, but, it just made me uncomfortable. The whole, their whole interaction was just super uncomfortable and trying to be funny. And, and then it's like, you know, here's these, you know, we're bringing like these best visionaries, the best storytellers of our time. And, and it focused on uh, the actors, which I thought was interesting, but they're not really the, the first thing with Steven Spielberg was very, uh, that was probably the most compelling thing of the bunch to me. Mm. Uh the Jason Moana thing with the the blind society sort of thing. It just is a, uh, I don't know. It, it might be interesting. Uh, who knows? You know, he might be, I don't think I said his name right either. I think I, 
I think totally you, I think you threw in a Pixar movie. I think that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, I threw in a Pixar, a Pixar movie too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they paid for the rights to the name of that movie. They had to pay him every time they sold one of those. <laughs> oh man! Well, let's let's circle back around to TV Plus because that's where I kind of want to spend most of our most of our time. Not so much about the the shows themselves, but the the concept of Apple doing TV. Uh, because I think there is something interesting there. Um, I can say I was at first excited about Apple News Plus. Um, uh-huh. And then I got the trial and I was like, oh, this is just magazines. <laughs> like the New York Times is, is it the New York Times? No, it's Wall Street Journal is kind of in there, but it's not easy to get to. It's like selected articles are there and it's not like you can just go there and like browse their stuff uh, like you would when you subscribe right. to something in Apple News. But actually, I've been using just regular Apple News more. So it seems like that service as a whole has gotten better. Um, or And I don't know if that was with, with the recent uh, iOS update or if that was something else. But I'm using Apple News more. It, it makes me happy to be able to read news without all of the... Uh, without having to read it through a window, you know, a 400 pixel by 400 pixel window uh, of content right. surrounded by advertisements. Right. Right. Um, so I like that. And it seems to do a better job of surfacing things that are actually interesting to me. Um, and when the end of the month comes, I'm probably not going to pay for uh, Apple News Plus. So I was excited. Then I wasn't. But now I kind of am. <laughs> hmm. This is okay. exciting. Okay. Yeah, I think. And I think I guess I what they're going to have to do with their TV service is show us. Uh, you know, when they're doing their, the big push on original programming is, is interesting, but, um, there's, you know, Netflix and Amazon both have a really big head start on them on this. And obviously they have some money to bring some real, uh, some real big name talent to the table. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they can, if they can get enough mind share, get enough people, you know, in their service and using it to actually have a sense of, of, uh, you know, or, I mean, to, to get, I don't know, to, to get some momentum. It, it feels yeah. like they are quite a bit behind other companies that have been really pushing hard on this for a while. So it'll be interesting to see how, how, how well they can elbow themselves into that market. And I think the fact that they're conceding, uh, putting their, app on Roku and on smart TVs is kind of an admission of that, that, you know, that they've got to get where people are already doing this, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, they've spent like however many millions of dollars making these shows. They're not about to say, oh, and it's only if you have Apple hardware. Uh, right. They're just not well, in a yeah, place to do that. Right. It's And it's actually, it was funny. I think somebody on our uh on our slack by the way if you aren't on our slack there's some lively conversation that happens there from time to time and there certainly was over this event it's a slack.techreformation.com um and uh there was some conversation where somebody somebody was like how many ways can you not say netflix (laughs) because it was like everything but netflix is going to be on there you know uh you know Netflix is losing the uh, office, right? No, really. Because NBC uh, is making their own thing. Oh, jeez. Everyone's making their own thing. It's I know. It's just getting stupid. 
Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you're just going to end up, if you want to watch all the services, you're going to end up paying what you would have paid for a cable subscription. Right. Yeah. You're just paying them out to the individual places. But I guess yeah, the, it's the kind advantage of is you can kind of decide like, oh, I'm interested in this show now. So I'll pay the $10 a month for this show. And then next month, we'll watch this other show. And you can still pay less if you're, yeah. if you're willing to be careful about it. Whereas with cable, it was always just like, give us $473 a day. It's just the cup price of a Ish. cup of coffee a minute. Uh, and we will give you everything that you don't want and a couple of things that you do. Excellent. Yeah, exactly. No, how many... <laughs> in fact, honestly, it was one of my problems with cable is um, I think I would be more likely to pay for cable if I could tell them to turn off certain channels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like here's the package. I would like, I would like your cable package, and can you please not show me these channels? I don't want them. <laughs> but you yeah. don't have that choice, you know. You, you, there's certain things where you're like, all right, well, we're going to just be seeing, you know, if my if we're trying to find something to watch, and I'm flipping through the channels with my kids sitting on the couch. We're just going to see some horrible stuff as we yeah. go, you know. Well, at least they have the, the digital guide now and everything. Makes it a little easier. Yeah. Honestly, though, I can't. I, it's hard for me to fathom. I mean, I, I did this most of my life, but it's hard for me to fathom people like being beholden to what is on TV, like and not having everything just be on demand. It's it's like it's a crazy thing. I think I've mentioned this maybe on this show, but it's a crazy thing to think that yeah. there was once a time when people would make plans or not based on whether or not their favorite show was on TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and there's, I mean, you you hear that, like, some people, <laughs> I have, you know, people talking about, oh, it's, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, uh, is this Sunday at such and such, so I got to be home to watch that. It's like, Ugh. well, that's bad on a, you know, weird on a couple right. levels, but, <laughs> but just like, why, I, yeah, it's, it's. It's a funny thing to explain to my kids. It's like even like we, uh, I got Hulu because they've got some kids programming that I, I did, didn't get on another service and I could get it really cheaply. And um, uh, just talking to my kids about like that we, you know, the, the level that we have, you get commercials. Mm-hmm. And they've been being pretty good about But We actually ran into this. One of the reasons I canceled it, I had it at one point in the past and canceled it because they had commercials that were not kid friendly on kids programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're, now they're doing really well at that. They're very kid and family oriented stuff, which is uh, fine. But explaining to them like this, you know, having to sit through two commercials to watch a whole show. <laughs> it's like, you guys, you have no idea. <laughs> you just have no idea. In fact, we've had to travel some for, uh, my daughter has been doing some, uh, uh, competition stuff with, uh, anyway, uh, we've had to do some travel. And so we'll be in hotels sometimes. And when we're in hotels, the kids are like, there are so many commercials that we turn on the TV for a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, well, this is just this. That was like reality. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, just to interject. The old onion belt story. Are you at all interested? <laughs> what? Do, you, do you play phone games? Are you at all interested in Apple Arcade? Uh, I do. Yeah, I play. I do some gaming on iOS devices. Mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of gaming, but um, uh, I don't know. 
uh, the Apple Arcade thing. Again, it's the same sort of a thing where it's like the way that, you know, the way that an app or a game gets popular in the app stores, it has to have, you know, millions of users. Um, so, and, and I think one thing that was concerning with, to me with all these services is there was only one that they listed the price for. Yeah. So it's like, they're like, they're think we don't know what they're going to do price wise. So it really depends on where they land on the pricing yeah. for that Apple arcade thing. I think if it's, if it's price is at a good point, I think there's some real potential. Um, but if they try to try to get too much money out of it, um, it's going to be very difficult to say, well, here's, you know, here's my Apple bill. I'm playing for, I paying for iCloud. I'm paying for, you know, I, I'm going to do the News Plus. So I'm paying for that. Now I'm paying for Apple Music. If I like to do music, now I'm paying for the Apple TV Plus. And now I'm going to play for the arcade. Now, I mean, you could be spending 75 bucks, 100 bucks a month yep. on just Apple services really easily. And that's uh, crazy to me. Yeah. So I'm not very excited about the the service for me. I think what I'm more excited is I'm just hoping that at whatever price point it comes out as, it's compelling enough to win over people who do play a lot of games on their phones and kind of right. shift the culture of games in the app store away from uh, free to play and, and the manipulative methods that they have of getting you to spend, you know, the, 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 the casino style games where you just end up spending all this money so that you can keep playing the game. Um, right. I, I think that's the best thing that this is going to do for the app store. I don't, I don't really play games on my iPhone, but I know a lot of people have had their, their budgets fairly well thrashed by either themselves or their children, uh, playing free to play games. And then, you know, before you know it, you spent $200 on little, you know, red diamond. What's it's, uh, for, right you know whatever game it is uh so i just i don't know i i hope that yeah. it starts to shift the culture and people start to expect excellence from their games in order to play for them or, or to pay for them yeah i would like that too because i think that the uh the general i mean there's some really nice high quality things in the app store um and certainly uh it's it's funny because i have some kindles for my kids because they're just so much cheaper um, and going into the Kindle store is just like, it's, uh, you know, my kids don't need to watch post-apocalyptic zombie movies because they have the Kindle app store. <laughs> um, it's just terrible. It's like, like just what is the lowest common denominator stuff we can do constantly in this store? It seems like it's very frustrating because they could have, they could have a really neat experience there, but they're just, I don't know. Anyway. It's a, um, so it'd be, but it would be nice to see, yeah, that level come up where real kind of craftsmanship of the, you know, of the, the games would, uh, would, would come to a new level. I mean, it's like, it's just kind of like where, where, uh, mobile games could have, uh, the amount of time, energy and quality put into them that you have on like desktop and even like, uh, uh, games that you see on uh xbox and playstation things like that uh you know people complain about the costs of those games which is they're exorbitant some of them are very expensive and then they do dlc and stuff like that that makes them more expensive 
but at least they're fantastic, you know. Yeah. For the most part, they're you, you know. At least you know that, depending like, depending on what sort of thing you want to do. Yeah, there are a lot of very talented. It may or may not be an actually a good game, but there are a lot of very talented people who who were paid a large amount of money to to make the game. Whereas you know, a lot of a lot of the games on the App Store are just you know make the simplest thing that we can include all kinds of dark patterns to make it addicting, and then charge people dollar amounts that seem trivial but quickly add up right right yeah that's even something that i do with some of my well, some of the games uh is if if they have big in-app purchases i don't do the games i've actually done some games i've gotten some games that have larger in-app purchases when they're like you know there's the there's the three dollar the six dollar the 9.99 and then they go 19.99 then they go 49 dollars <laughs> and then they go $99 on these, you know, bags or buckets of coins or whatever it is for the different games. Um, and a lot of times if a game has, if it has small in-app purchases, um, I'm, I'm less put off by it. But if it has a really big in-app purchase for something like that, like, here's this game that's free. By the way, you can spend 100 bucks on it. You can just, you can hit the wrong button and you've dropped $100. You have to hit, you have uh, to hit a few of the wrong buttons, but you're right. Why is that even there? Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I, I will often reject those ones. And Amazon did an interesting thing where they, um, and again, the, the quality of the games in their store is is a frustration. But they did a, uh, it was at Amazon Underground, I think, where they do, they actually give you certain games. They give you uh, full ac- access to all in-app purchases without charging. Hmm. And and the service itself didn't cost anything. It's just part of a benefit of being part of the app, the Amazon ecosystem, hmm. um, which was interesting. But the um, what I've seen with that over time is that it was kind of a loss leader to get people into their store, but then they kind of abandoned it. It seems. I mean, I don't know if they've been. They haven't seemed to do much with it for a long time, and a lot of the stuff that's in there is now getting pretty dated. You know, mm. and the newer, more interesting games aren't part of that project. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, Apple TV Plus, this is going to be the meat of our discussion. Um, they brought in some of the world's most, ta- they told a story of some of the world's most talented storytellers telling their stories for the story, 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 story. Yeah. I actually like, I enjoyed their, that black and white thing that they did. Uh, they had this video that they played and, and it was in black and white. I don't, I don't remember much about it. I kind of enjoyed it because <laughs> it, it seemed like it seemed like they somebody at Apple somewhere understands the power of story. And although they turned it into a buzzword and kind of made themselves into a meme, it's easy to get caught up when you're making stuff like like TV or just video content in general. It's easy to get caught up in all the details. Like they could have come out and talked about how they were using red cameras or you know the Ari Alexa 65 millimeter uh, for all of their TV content, and they they have the best special effects. But they came out and they talked about the stories because they know that that's what matters. Uh, and they talked about the power that stories have to shape people. And it made me encouraged like that. Okay. Like people at Apple are not going to, uh, they're going to, they're going to view this correctly. Um, or at least close to correctly. But then it also made me nervous because Apple and I don't, they talked about the power of story to shape 
culture shape people's lives, change people's minds yeah. on things. And Apple yeah. and I don't agree on everything. Um, yeah. So I, w- I would say, in fact, you're strongly opposed to some of Apple's takes on what it means to be, you know, to have a good culture, to have, you know, to be on the right side of history, etc. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I'm excited because I see Apple challenging HBO and Netflix and Amazon Prime and also having a strong commitment to creating family-friendly content, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which was... Honestly, that's the thing that I'm most excited about. Like, Jason Momoa... Mimosa? Uh, Moana. It's Jason Moana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, having him be in something that is kind of a Game of Thrones-style epic serialized drama but without all of the content in game of thrones that means i'll never watch it and having that be the most like well-funded show ever made and have these hollywood actors in it like that's really exciting knowing that there's not going to be content in it that is i guess the phrase i'm looking for is like explicitly offensive to me sure uh and the series i'm referencing uh it's it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where after some catastrophic event happened, nobody can see. And and it's not just right. that nobody can see, but like people don't really have the concept of sight. Like there are legends that once yeah, people been, could see. Yeah. Yeah. I think their take on it is that there were hundreds of, uh, hundreds of years had passed since this virus came through and wiped out most of the population. And those that survived uh, are, were blinded and have been born blind ever since. So yeah, now it's kind of like it's the concept of sight has almost entered the realm of myth. Exactly. In their culture. Exactly. So I'm, I'm I mean I'm really excited about that. I'm also excited to see Steve Carell in something again. Um mm-hmm. but th- this actually really cool that that this is kind of a Helvetic uh crew this week because this would this is a topic that we totally would have cop- uh covered on Helvetic. Like we we've talked with uh Marcus Pittman from Apologia Radio uh, about the power of of media to to change people's minds and stuff. Um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on all of this, Joe? Well, you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because I'd actually I was thinking the same thing myself. Of um, you know, so here is this major, you know, financial powerhouse coming in. Um, to an area where they want to market stories to people and they want to influence people for the good from their perspective. And what are, uh, what are Christian companies doing not to necessarily try to shout them down, but are, you know, are, are Christian companies out there trying to do the same thing and, you know, not be a day late and a dollar short, um, kind of bringing um, mid-grade, low-grade, low-quality stuff to the same marketplace and trying to compete against um, uh, companies like this. So, I actually, I was wondering about, uh, specifically wondering about the Apologia team if they're, because they were talking about kind of going in that direction, kind of doing some media ventures and things like that. And I'm not sure, I haven't really been keeping up with them, so... I don't know if that's something that they've been pursuing more or if it's 
have you seen any glimmerings of that from them? I mean, most of what I've seen is basically like documentary or talk show style stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they've they've pretty well settled in there. I don't know. Maybe they are going to do story based like serialized drama at some point. Uh, if they did, mm-hmm. I would love. I don't know if you're listening, Marcus, but I would love to be a part of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would yeah. be an awesome job. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know a lot of people to be interested in that, interested in signing on for something like that. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the 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 Christian movies, the Christians who try to use story to change people's minds, they basically end up like putting a sermon in the scaffolding of a story and and then uh-huh. putting like really ugly lipstick on it. <laughs> and it just it just yeah. turns into this mess where it's like, I know what you're trying to do to me, and and it's so ham fisted that like I can't I can't even enjoy the the story or the characters or or any of it because all I all, all, all I hear is you telling me every you know every two minutes that debt is dumb or or uh, you know to to be faithful in marriage or or whatever the the point of the movie is. Uh-huh. So I mean, I, I, Apple and I are different on a lot of things. Like Apple and Christians are different on a lot of things, but we're also the same on a lot of things. Like I, I think that there will be there will be positive messages that Apple is trying to reinforce. Like, like I think it's more likely to come out of Apple some sense of respect for women than, uh-huh. uh, than it is to come out of HBO. Um, so there, there are advantages there. I think, I don't know the, the thing that I want to do is kind of start a conversation about what it looks like to view this kind of stuff with intentionality so that we can continue that conversation. And when, you know, when you're talking after church on Sunday about the latest, uh, the latest episode of the Steve Carell comedy series, you can have, you can have the conver- <clears throat> you can have the conversations about, well, what what worldviews were presented, and what do we want to take, and what do we want to reject? Right. Um, because I don't think there's anything wrong with watching stuff that comes from a comes from an opposing worldview. I mean, Paul was able to quote quote the uh, the Greek poets, and they definitely weren't. Uh, Jewish or Christian. Right. Yeah. Um, and able to take the stories of his culture and say, you know, you make these, you know, you make this, uh, you're, you're so worshipful that you've even made this statue to an unknown God. Well, let me tell you about that unknown God, you know, and, and exactly. be able to bring it back to uh, pointing towards, towards uh, God. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a precedent there, certainly. But there's a real danger, I think, in just, you watch something and like, okay, no nudity, no profanity, uh, no, no sex scenes. This is good. I can, I can kind of turn my brain off. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, like, I think the contrast is going to be higher than it's ever been because like you, you basically can't avoid profanity anymore. You, you know, it, it, you're, you're more likely to be high alert on high alert, watching virtually anything uh, except one of these Apple series that that maintains family friendly the values, which I guess is kind of an assumption that we're making. Like there have been rumors, yeah. and Apple has said things that that lean in that direction. But the question is, like, how much will this shine through? Like, how much of Apple's sure. family friendly values yeah. will shine through on any given series? Um, right. But if they are the contrast that and people think they are, it seems like it could be easy to fall into a false sense of security. For sure. Yeah, I think that'd be. That's a, that's a real, uh, that's a real valid, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, a real valid point to bring up. Cause I've, 
I even, I, I even actually, um, here's a Christian example of that, um, where I was, uh, there was a, uh, Bible teacher guy that I used to listen to. Um, uh, and he said, you know, now don't just, don't trust, don't just trust me. You go look in the Bible, you check this for yourself, but here's what the Bible says. And he would say stuff. And he did a lot of things on prophecy and a lot of things on, um, you know, end time stuff and, and stuff that, um, uh, anyway, the point being, uh, <laughs> He would say that, and so I would go, oh, I don't need to worry about checking that, because he's he's kind of said, yeah, go ahead and check it out. And so, instead of actually going ahead and checking out, I figured that if he was willing to say that, that was probably fine. And then I wouldn't check it out. And then some, some years later, I went back and checked some of his stuff, and I was like, hey, <laughs> I should have checked it out. Because <laughs> it doesn't say that, or or it says that plus other things that you didn't mention and, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, so it's easy for us to kind of say, yeah, if this is, you know, here's a, here's a film. And, and I would say as a parent, it's a, it's really, it's an interesting thing because you'll go, well, here's a film. It's a, it's a G rated film or a PG rated film. It's fine. You know, it's not going to have this, 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 or this. The MPAA has told me it's fine. (laughs) But am I, but am I actually looking at the worldview? Am I actually taking the time to really understand what the undercurrent is of what they're saying? And if what they're saying in this story is true, what does that say about God and Christianity and religion and uh, church and uh, all that? I think it's very, it's a very uh, easy trap to fall into. And so I think, yeah, just because someone is claiming to be family friendly doesn't necessarily mean that you can just carte blanche, you know, sign off on all their content. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of content they come out with. And I expect it to not be... Because we only have have broad frames of what they're uh, intending to do at this point. We don't have... It's not well defined it's kind of the teaser we've gotten teasers of everything (laughs) we haven't even we haven't even gotten teasers john syracuse pointed out he's like when anybody else wants to wants to show something they're working on they make a trailer or they make a teaser what did apple do they they brought out people to talk about it (laughs) can you imagine going to the movies and like instead of a instead of the the 10 minutes of trailers it's just like star after star coming out saying so we're working on this thing it's going to be really exciting (laughs) (laughs) well i felt like we got it we got kind of got a teaser for a couple of them like the yeah. steven spielberg we got a little bit of a little bit of footage with yeah. the um the jason uh mau mau um <laughs> we got uh we definitely got like a short little t- trailers out of that too but it was it was definitely in the teaser realm like 15 seconds or something yeah yeah um so the other thing i wanted to point out is i feel like so um did you see Black Panther from Marvel? Yeah. Yes. So Black Panther is a really interesting series, be, a really interesting movie because it it addresses a number of social issues. And I think that if you're a Christian, there are a number of things that you can agree with and a number of things that it's it's harder that, that you can't agree with. And if you're not if you're not watching the whole thing critically, it's easy to assume that because it got the problem right the the solution that it seems to promote is also correct um right and, which is and to, black, to punch things 
<laughs> right? And and Black right. Panther was well Black Panther was kind of interesting because the story was so interesting. It was so well done that I know my wife and I, we talked about all the different elements that were happening in it for quite a while because we were just kind of sifting through like, what should we receive and say, yeah, that's a really good point. And what should we walk away from thinking "Ah, they, they got this part maybe a little bit wrong or completely wrong, or it just needs to be tweaked. Um, that's, that's a movie that I, I think I've talked about, uh, like that my wife and I talked about more than, more than a lot of movies, but then you get these, these other things, uh, the, the series on the DC series on CW are, are really good examples of these. Um, I'm trying to, I know I watched a movie recently where I just walked away from it feeling like I had literally just like had somebody spew like vomit a rainbow into my eyes for an hour and a half. Um, and I, I do feel like it's much easier when the story is not that good and, and it feels like somebody has, has taken a crown into their fist and has written LGBTQ on it in all capital letters. It's really easy to say, Oh, I'm going to reject that. Like, like that's not from a Christian worldview, but with stuff like stuff like black Panther, you have to be more careful. And I have a hunch Apple stuff is going to come out seeming you know, there's going to be good stories. There's going to be compelling reasons to watch. There's going to be compelling reasons to identify with the characters. And you're really going to have to think hard about like, what is this trying to teach me? What is this trying to promote? And what is this trying to make look bad? Right. Yeah, I, I think exactly. The the ones that are the ham-handed ones aren't so difficult to parse. But the, you know, uh, the... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, the, the mythos around certain things. Um, it's, it's interesting what they, you know, the story that they surround certain uh, characters with and whether um, since they're the good guy, like you said, since they're the good guy, then don't we just love everything good that happens from their perspective and hate everything bad that happens from their perspective? Mm-hmm. Um or are we going to are we going to be a little bit more discerning? Yeah. So so here's a question is um that that you can speak to more than I have. I mean, for for my wife and I a lot of this is having conversations and I feel like we could do that more. I feel like I feel like there are certain things that I think are just safe like oh yeah, I don't really have to think about this and I probably shouldn't do that, but um you having kids, like, what does this, what does this look like? Um, you know, how often do you feel like you need to have conversations about, you know, an episode of Dora the Explorer or, or, um, what's that, uh, that one? Oh, Daniel Lyon. That's one that's really interesting to me. I haven't seen much of it, but when my, when I'm around my nieces and nephews, they have it on all the time. Daniel Tiger. That's it. Sure. Daniel Tiger. I'll Daniel son. Time. Let's not have that happen again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, well, they were, that was one of the things that I was going to, was thinking of as a potential example of this as well, is you kind of go, okay, well, PBS Kids, that's good, right? And um, we'll watch shows on there. And I there is a, there's a tendency to kind of go, okay, well, I can just put them on the PBS Kids channel and walk away and I'm fine. Um, but there's some, you know, there's some worldview things that are very troubling on that channel. and. Mm-hmm. 
things that are promoted there that, um, you know, conflict with things that we're trying to, you know, how we're trying to raise our kids and trying to teach them. And then there's, you know, there's a mix. There's things that, okay, well, if we can't answer why we have a problem with this, then maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and better understand what our response is to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that, uh, it's, yeah, I think, I think it, you get, when you get a story and I, I think even, uh, Jesus modeled this to us, uh, in the parables of, you know, trying to tell someone the concepts behind the Good Samaritan would take so much longer and be so much less, you know, wouldn't kind of hook, you know, set a hook in your heart mm. as well as actually telling the story of the Good Samaritan and having you sympathize with, um, you know, sympathize with, with the wrong person or like uh, Nathaniel um, or Nathan, the prophet going to David and confronting mm. him about Bathsheba where he, you know, he said, here's this, here's this situation and here's this guy and he's terrible. And, you know, goes through and to the point where David is angry at this, at this fictional character in this story that Nathan is telling him. And then Nathan says, well, you, that's you. (laughs) I don't know why you're clapping. This illustration is about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the classic thing from, uh, uh, (laughs) he went full full Paul Washer. Paul Washer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think Paul Washer went full him (laughs) 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 to be fair. Uh, (laughs) got to bring chronology into this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I, but I think we can, when we get those stories, when we really get a hold of a story that, that speaks to the heart, uh, I think we can move people in powerful ways. And I think that, uh, the people at, at Apple have certainly learned that and they, know that those stories that really connect with people, A, are more bankable. People are more interested in them and share them with their friends and their friends want to go see them and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But B, they they get that mind share into uh, the culture that is really necessary for a service like what they're trying to provide to succeed. And, you know, we as Christians could talk about that in our, you know, our general culture, whereas we're in our city or in our community, are we telling are we telling compelling stories and are we um, swaying people to our worldview with the stories that we tell? Hmm. Or are we feeling like the only way that we can tell a compelling story is we can just take, uh, you know, feel like we've somehow betrayed the Bible if we don't have, or betrayed Christ if we don't have, you know, a a Bible verse on a nameplate underneath the uh, painting that we painted, you know? Yeah. Like, that that's where it really, you know, that's, that makes it Christian. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I think it's also uh, an admonition to us of, are we doing everything we can to be engaging our culture, not in the sense of, uh, you know, coming down to the level of our culture, but being willing to speak stories into our culture that will, um, you know, pull them towards uh, a Christian worldview. Yeah. Um, and in case anybody is, is sitting there thinking that, that Joe and I are maybe being a little bit, uh, pessimistic or cynical about, about media and about Hollywood and, and their stories. Um, 
Saul Alinsky, back in the 80s, wrote a book on... I think this was back in the 80s. Uh, he wrote a book called Rules for Radicals. And it really... Sorry, the ni- 1971, I was looking at a different, uh, uh, a different print. Uh, but back in 1971, he wrote this book that was really supposed to be like a guide to taking over Hollywood, taking over like large portions of our culture and and shifting them toward more liberal thinking um and that's not to say that's what every liberal is thinking or what every executive in hollywood is thinking but there there is definitely a a movement to to try to move the country in a more liberal direction and media is a big component of that and and it's just worth noting that like the enemy not to say that the enemy is every person who is liberal but every person who wants the whole world to be liberal so that we can all murder our babies at will like like that that enemy has a plan and they're acting on it and we just want to make sure that like we know what they're up to and and we can we can see what's happening and yeah and have the kinds of conversations that keep us from falling for for the tricks that are that are well documented right right yeah 100 percent so to that end, uh, I think it'll be good to continue this conversation on the Slack. Uh, if you'd like to join us on Slack, as Joe uh, mentioned earlier, you can go to slack.techreformation.com. Yeah, or you can go and check out any of our uh, social media channels at www.techreformation.com. This has been The Tech Reformation. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. And I ain't looking back.